1: Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy
2: B and TC on 1700 KBGG. Sponsored
1: by Wolf Construction Roofing. All right, everybody, it's our second hour as we continue all the way to 3 o'clock today. Don't forget, coming up in this hour, we will also give away a four-pack of the Des Moines Blaze uh, football tickets for their first game. It's coming up uh, this Saturday or they are good for any of the three pre, uh, next home games as well. We'll get into all of that and uh, explain how you can win them uh, as we continue here on the show. Right now, Ken Silverstein joins us on the Draft House 50 Hotline, Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Kenny, how are you? I'm doing well, guys. How are they? Well, we're fine. Um, we were trying to explain to our listeners today how lebron james is so good that it's not even fair to compare him to anybody who is playing now just nobody's even close to where he is and people who are of the michael jordan status look it's okay to celebrate jordan
3: but lebron
1: is right there too is that fair
3: well i think it's fair i mean they're different players um i mean they're different sizes. Um, LeBron is, is taller. He's thicker. Um, obviously great athletes. There's no doubt about it. I've I had the pleasure of covering both of them in my career, just pure luck uh, and timing and not for any other reason. And, you know, I've thought about it over the years. Um, I think at times Jordan had better talent surrounding him, but then the last couple of years with love and Kyrie Irving, I think that's leveled out a whole bunch. So, you know, a lot of times it gets into the ring conversation, six versus three. And, you know, if you break it down by that, you have to say that Jordan, you know, was a better player. Um, they're just different. I mean, one Jordan was much more of a finesse player who could jump out of the building. And in the case of LeBron, LeBron's like a steamroller. Mm-hmm. Just get out of the way. Yeah. I mean, it don't matter. He don't care. And he's been that way since he's been 16. 17 years old. I mean, nothing has changed from that mindset, and nothing will. Um, someone asked me earlier today, is he playing better now than I've ever seen him? I don't know about that. I, I really don't. I, don't. I don't know if he is playing better now uh, than he ever has. I think he's been that good, for the most part, throughout his entire career. So, you know, whether it was Cleveland Part 1, Miami, I'll pick my talents, the South Beach, or Part 2, mm-hmm. now with the Cavaliers, I don't You know, I don't see a major, major difference. He's a little better three-point shooter. Um, He's still streaky from the foul line, which drives me and other people in this town nuts. Uh, But other than that, I I don't see any drop-off. We will see drop-off in the next couple of years because it's father's time. There's nothing you can do about that. But right now... Uh, To say he's a stud would be an understatement of a lifetime.
4: You know, when you look at that and the way that they're going to use him going forward, he'll turn 33 coming up in December. Mm -hmm. Is it going to be at that point where they say, hey, let's ratchet it down? The last three years in Cleveland, he's played 69, 76, and 74 regular season games. Do we see that number dwindle down to 60 to 65? We know there's a whole lot of crowing going on in the commissioner's office and other places when superstars have sat out before, but for the longevity of his career and for the franchise, you'd think it makes sense for him to be his best when we get to the playoff time.
3: Well, look, I think it's shown uh, in a couple different areas. Number one, he doesn't like to sit. I mean, I've seen him have hissy fits. (laughs) He's better than he was when he was younger when someone, no matter who the coach might be, wants to take him out. Um, Part of it is, uh, that he just doesn't think he has to sit particularly, and two, um, he realizes if he does sit, depending on the edit and flow of the game, it might be the difference of them winning and losing. But look, they have tried to back off on his minutes this year. Back to back games, he has sat a couple of them. I'm not sure the exact number; I don't remember off the top of my head, but I do remember one time in Memphis, they sat the big three, and they and the league had a hissy i say said about that. There was another time this year. I want to say the LA Clippers. They had a back-to-back with the Clippers and the Lakers, so no travel, same arena. Okay, back-to-back nights. I think it was a Saturday and a Sunday or a Friday and a Saturday. I don't remember. And LeBron sat against the Clippers and played against the Lakers, which I found funny because I would have gone the other way. They didn't need him against the Lakers. The Lakers aren't any good, but they did it the opposite way. So. They are trying to control his minutes, but it's not that easy. But I think you're on to something. I think over the next year or two, hopefully, someone will get through to him and he'll realize, you know what, as they're showing now, the regular season isn't that important. Mm-hmm. Number one, seed is not that important at this stage. Let's just get to the postseason, turn it up a notch or two or three, and see uh, you know, where it goes from there.
1: Ken Silverstein is our guest on the Draft House 50 Hotline Mills Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Kenny, after the game, I found this to be very interesting. Where he was getting interviewed and he said, well, we really weren't that good tonight. And I'm sitting there scratching my head. You just blew out on a home court of the team that is the number one seed in the East. And you guys weren't that good. You can be, and he says we'll be a lot better Friday. He said I really didn't feel that good tonight coming into the game. He says by Friday I'll feel really good. What is, <laughs> yeah. what is up yeah. with that?
3: Wow, that's just his. That's just him. That's number one. Number two, they didn't play. And let me explain where I'm coming from with it. Kyrie Irving has had a tough postseason. You're right. Um, yeah. And he had a tough game last night. He only had 11 points. Didn't shoot the ball well. Uh, from the field, and really, except for a stretch against Toronto uh, in the closer game four, which now feels like an eternity ago, where he, where he dominated that fourth quarter. And he's had a couple other spurts, but he's not played to the level of Kyrie Irving. So that's factor one, where I think he is, he does not want to say, well, Kyrie, you need to pick it up, you know, whatever. No, he's not going to do that, at least I don't think he's going to do that publicly, not to his guy Kyrie. So I think he's hinting at that. Look at the scoring breakdown last night. I think Corver was uh, Kyle Korver was like one of six yeah. on the field. They got nothing out of him. Right. They got nothing out of Shannon Fry. They got nothing they out got, of J.R. Smith too. Yeah, right. So, I think what he is saying is yeah, we got an all-world, all-star game out of Kevin Love. Mm-hmm. He did his thing, no surprise there. Mm-hmm. Tristan Thompson played out of his mind offensively. He never scores that amount of points, a career high, in the postseason. So, he's looking at No particular order. Irving, Smith, Corver, Fry, and others to pick it up because he knows Thompson's not going to score twenty points again in any game between now and the end of the series, no matter who wins. And he knows he knows that Love is not going to score thirty plus again in Game Two. It's just not. I just he hasn't shown that in this postseason. He came into the game averaging a little over thirteen while averaging over nineteen and was an all-star this past year for the fourth time in his career. So I think what he's trying to say is, boys, we know some others are going to fall back to the pack. We need others, and particularly Kyrie Irving, to step it up. Don't be surprised. I know how these guys operate. They will do one of two things early in game two. Number one, they'll do what they normally do, go to love early mm-hmm. okay, to get him going. If they don't do that, Look for them to go to Irving early, get him off to a fast start, get his confidence back. I think what these teams have done, Indiana, Toronto, and likewise Boston last night, they're doing what the Cavs are doing. They're basically mugging him. They're being physical with him. They're trying to get the ball out of his hands by rushing a second player at him. And I think, even though this is kind of surprising to say, I think it surprised Irving Excuse me, a little bit. And I think he has not, uh, functioned as well as you would think a player of his stature would. So we'll see. But uh, I would be very surprised if they don't try to get Irving off quickly in game number two to get his mojo going and roll from there.
4: Maybe the only competitive moment of the night last night was Tristan Thompson and getting tangled up with Marcus Smart. That was fun. Uh, And Thompson was ridiculously good, 7-7, 20 points, a playoff career high for him. Uh, But the chippiness here, do you expect that to continue to build here, or was it a one-off deal and uh, it'll dissipate before game two?
3: No, no, these teams do not like each other. It goes back to the Kevin Love injury a couple of years ago with Kelly Olenek Look, Boston doesn't have the talent. They know they don't. Now, that's going to change in the next year or two with all these draft picks. Number one pick this year, whether they hold on to it or not. Free agency, we talked about it last week. Gordon Haywood is a prime candidate to leave uh, the Utah Jazz and go east to Boston. So they have to, they got to make this into a scrum. It's, it's the only way they can win. They, have, they can't out-talent the Cavaliers. Of this they just don't have the firepower. They just don't. And it's been proven over the last X amount of years. So they have to be physical. They have to be chippy. They need to get the Cavaliers out of their game and go back to the playoffs a couple of years ago. You had the Atlantic injury or the Olenek love fiasco. You had J.R. Smith smacking. Um, who was it? Um, I'm having a mental flat tire here. Um, that happens regularly at your age. Yeah, I know at my age. Well, we had J.R. Smith suspended because he smacked somebody off a rebound. Uh, So, okay, Crowder. There you go, senior moment. uh, Over. So, yeah, these teams don't like each other a whole bunch, um, and I don't think that's going to change because the only way Boston can win is to basically take it to the very edge and maybe go past it at times and see, particularly at home, if they're going to get some calls. They should get calls at home. Whether they'll get those calls on the road, a little dicier. But you know the NBA, Jim and Trent, you're going to get home cooking. Mm -hmm. The refs couldn't be a factor last night because they were out of it so fast. If you're Boston, you want to keep it close, stay close, maybe get the lead, maybe you don't have the lead, whatever, and then hope you get calls in the fourth quarter that are the difference in the game uh, because it's just the way the NBA works.
1: Look, everybody wants Cleveland-Golden State for round three. And Trent and I discussed earlier on the show as well, back to the old Celtics-Lakers, and you and I watched a lot of those games together, uh, watching in the uh, 80s when Magic and Larry squared off. Could this get, if if we get Golden State and Cleveland again, and it's a sensational seven-game series, no matter who wins, it's it's awesome, would we be begging for that for a fourth time as well?
3: Well, I don't know if, they, if people would be begging for it. I think the odds are pretty good that it could occur again. Again, we don't know what's going to happen in the off offseason. Uh, rosters always are tinkered with a little bit. Uh, the one thing with Golden State, uh, the Big Four are going to be there. I'd be shocked if they're not. Uh The Big Three will be there for the Cavaliers. The only way the Cavaliers would break up the Big Three would be if they got knocked out in this series against Boston – And they thought, and I was told a couple weeks ago that it could happen, um, that they looked around and said, you know what, Um, maybe we need to get a little deeper, maybe we need to get a little younger, maybe they look at a love deal. Um, I don't think they would trade Kyrie at this point. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if they get to the finals and they win at least a couple games, uh, then the Cavaliers will stay with their big three for at least another year and try to tinker Around the edges, the problem for the Cavaliers is they have no draft picks. They don't have a first rounder. They don't have a second rounder. They'll probably do what they did last year. I have second round pick, but uh, that's not going to you know that's not going to uh, change their roster or make a big imprint uh, in regards to their rosters. So uh, they're going to lose a couple guys. Richard Jefferson most likely is going to retire. Mm-hmm. James Jones, Champ, they probably will retire unless he wants to hang around another year. And like to check or two. So they'll have some roster movement, but I don't know it'll be enough to, let's say, make an impact. So they're going to ride with their with their big three. They're going to bring Corver back. I'd be shocked if they don't. I think Kyle wants to come back from what I've been told. So I think he'll be back. Uh, Darren Williams, their backup point guard, is a free agent. Don't know. If he's smart, he'll come back, but I don't know whether he will. So um, yeah, I think in a roundabout way, yeah, I think there's a very good chance, no matter, assuming both teams get there, and it looks like they will, particularly Golden State, um, that, um, yeah, it could happen. Okay, very, I think better than
1: 50-50. Let me jump in here real fast. The uh, all-NBA first team has been announced. Hmm. LeBron James, James Harden, mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook, yeah. Kawhi Leonard, yeah. Anthony Davis. Um, no Durant, no Curry, no Clay Thompson.
4: Yeah. Nor should they be.
1: I, I agree. With with the four with the five guys that I just
4: named, yeah. those are the five guys, right? Well, and and Davis is the only question mark. Yeah.
1: Another four guys. Yeah, I think guys Davis the is the only I think yeah. Davis
3: is the only question mark. But you mark. gotta find
4: a big guy. Yeah.
3: Yeah, you do. You have to find a big guy, and he is arguably the best big guy mm-hmm. uh in the league. Uh, I mean he's a double double machine. Um yeah, no, I, I don't have a real problem uh, with it. Um, the other four are, you know, all-world players. Uh, Durant would be, if Durant had stayed in Oklahoma City, I think Durant would probably have made it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now that he's in there with the other big three, plus him, um, probably took a little bit of his luster because he's got such strong compadres uh, with him every night that they play. So, um yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah I, I can live with those five. Okay. Well, well, Do they have a second five? I'm curious. They roll out a second five?
1: Uh, they haven't rolled out the second five yet, no.
3: Uh, Durant, I, I got and Curry. It, I, got it,
1: I got it right now. Just came out. Okay. Uh, okay. Steph, Steph Curry. Yeah. Isaiah Thomas. Kevin Durant. Yeah. The Greek Freak. Yeah. And Rudy Gobert.
3: Oh well, they need another big. It just shows how this week has changed. Nothing against the the Frenchman Rudy Gobert, but I mean, he's really good defensively. But I mean, he doesn't he doesn't score a ton. I mean, that, that's Gordon Hayward and others to score on that team.
5: Yeah,
3: um, that just shows how this league has changed and how this league and the three point line has changed the NBA. And you can make an argument has changed college hoops also. And that if Rudy Gobert is your second-best center in the NBA, I think that's a slap in the face to a guy who should be Andre Drummond if he ever got his act together because he's got the skills
1: he does. To, be,
3: to be that good. But
1: right, Let me give you the he, third he's team. He's a knucklehead. Yeah, who's the third team? Uh, Draymond Green. Yeah. John Wall. Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy Butler. Yeah. DeMar DeRozan. Deion, yeah. DeAndre Jordan.
3: Again, because of center play. Yeah, I guess. Um, um, Kyle Lowry didn't make the thirteen. No, he did not. That's interesting. I'm not saying I'm waving the flag that he should be. I'm just throwing it out there because, uh, you know, he doesn't put up numbers. No
1: Gordon Hayward either.
3: Yeah, that's surprising because he had a really good year for them, and they had a a nice year in Salt Lake City. Um, Again, I think it just shows where center play is really hurting. Look at the three bigs. Davis is, Davis is great, okay, and I have no problem with Davis. But look at the second and third-teamer. Yeah. you got a third-teamer who couldn't in a foul shot to save his life, mm-hmm. and you have a second-teamer in Gobert who, yeah, he's a, he's, a, he's a presence defensively. I will never dispute that. Changes shots, blocks shots, and he's come a long way from where he was when I first saw him, but he's not a dynamic offensive player and probably never will be. And that he's the second-best center this league can come up with, I think it just shows this is not a league of bigs. This is a league of guards and small forwards, lesser extent power forwards. This is a game played basically inside on dribble drives and the three-point line. That's the game, mm-hmm. and the in-between game, the foul line in, is just <laughs> it's like it's like the Sahara Desert, and you're seeking water. It's like you're in trouble. It's like it's it's like no man's land there, but. Hey, that's the way the game is played. Could it change again in a few years? Yeah. The game always evolves the college game and the pro game. But right now it's its high drive, see if I can score. If I can't score, I pitch it to a guy standing in the corner or somewhere behind the three-point line, and he fires it up. And that's the way the game is played. And everybody's playing it that way.
4: Yesterday, Ken, I uh, brought it up to Jim. With these conference finals looking like a chance to be laughers, is it getting much play out there in Ohio that if Golden State sweeps, if Cleveland sweeps, we're going to be talking about a week and a half before they finally start up game one of the finals?
3: Yeah. Welcome to NBA uh, oh. basketball and, and the TV boys and girls. Yeah. June 1st, if I'm not mistaken, is yep. the starter, yeah. it's a Thursday. I'll tell you the thing that moans and groans us, and I know people out there really, well, maybe they do care. Um I know the game last night started a little after eight thirty Eastern time. Now you're in the Central Time Zone, so you get a little bit of an hour break. Mm-hmm. I know when the game ended last night 11 o'clock. I want to say the game ended mm, around eleven forty. I stayed and watched the local post game show here locally. Uh, I mean, the thing didn't end towards one o'clock in the morning. Now did I have to stay up and watch the entire post game show? No, I didn't, but I did. I'm a glutton. For punishment, <laughs> like these us. games, yeah, these games are going to start in the finals after nine o'clock Eastern Time. Mm-hmm. Okay, now if you got to go to work, you know you got a nine to five job. Okay, which has nothing to do with you, with the three of us, but <laughs> for everyone else out there, you know these NBA finals, and they don't start at nine o'clock. You know that right. it's more like about nine twelve. Yep. Each game is about two hours and roughly two thirty-five. So now you're talking uh, nine forty. You're talking about eleven forty. Eastern. Yeah, that'd be right about 1140 Eastern. So by time they get into the post game show, it's nearly midnight at 11 Central. So maybe in the Central time zone, it's not as much of a factor, but in the Eastern time zone, these 9 o'clock starts are not fun. And uh, I know one well, of the last couple of years, if I left the building uh, before 1 thirty in the morning local time, I was moving quick with the work I got to get done. So um, yeah, nobody wants to hear it, but it's It's more, you know, for TV. They wanted prime time. They wanted 6 o'clock on the West Coast. So it's going to be after 9 o'clock Eastern, 8 o'clock Central, and that's the way it is. I wish it started earlier, but they're not going to call me for my opine.
1: Ken Silverstein is our guest on the Draft House 50 Hotline Mills Civic Parkway West Des Moines. Uh, Take me quickly, then, since we've got you and we're doing some NBA, to Saturday night. In game one of the West, the Spurs walked in and just destroyed for three quarters the Golden State Warriors. Kawhi Leonard goes down. They fall apart, lose their confidence. Golden State goes on a great run. I think it was a 19-2 to run. Got back into the game, ended up winning the game by two points. The next game they play, they just get blown out. Lose by 36. Is there any way in the world, even if Leonard is reasonably healthy and plays Saturday night, that the Spurs can even win one game in San Antonio?
3: Yeah, they could. They bring back David Robinson and George Gordon.
1: <laughs> okay.
3: <laughs> Little Spurs history lesson. Uh there. No, nah, I I mean I love Leonard. I think he's a tremendous talent, but if he plays, he's gonna do a well, look. Here, here's Jim, you'll and Trent, you'll love this. This is dating thyself here. They're going to need, like, a Willis-Reed move from 69-70. You remember yes. when Willis wow, limped out against the Lakers? Yeah. Uh, okay, go to YouTube or somewhere. It's probably out there somewhere where, you know, the grainy black and white, or maybe it was color back then. I'm not, I'm not even sure. I was, I was 12, 13 years old. I'll give you an idea how old I was back then. And I remember watching him as a Knicks fan growing up and seeing, praying that Reed could come out, and he hits, like, the first or second shot, and then goes to the sideline and doesn't play again. And the crowd's going nuts at MSG. And, and the uh, Knicks win against the almighty Lakers with Wilt and Jerry West and on and on and on, all those Hall of Famers. So, yeah, they'll need Gervin to come back. They're going to need David Robinson, the Admiral, to come back. Oh, let's not forget Timmy to come back, Tim Duncan uh, to come back. I'm not even sure they can win one game now. If they do, it's only going to be one. I like, mean a whole bunch. Uh, look. I I don't even see I I don't think the cats can beat them. Uh, I don't. I know we'll know a lot more this time next week. Most likely, uh, the West will be should be over by then. I'm going to assume for this conversation. Let's see, game two is Friday, game three is Sunday, game four is Tuesday, game five would be Friday. Ah, eh, I'm not sure the Cavs in Boston will be over uh, when we talk next week, but I think we'll have a real good idea who's going to win. I think it'll be. Probably three one at that point. I'm guessing. Um, I don't know if the cats have much of a shot. Then again, I'm the same person who thought when they were down three one last year they had no chance, and they came back and beat them uh, three straight and beat them twice on their floor in five, six in Cleveland, seven there, nine three eighty nine to win the championship. So, uh, but the problem is Durant. Uh, I mean, you know, when Durant decided to go from OKC the Golden State, I mean, everybody said, including yours truly, this puppy's over. Uh, They just have too much firepower, and that's where, I mean, defensively, I've been thinking about this for a long time. I've asked scouts about this from a Cleveland perspective. I've said to people, all right, let's say it is a rematch. What does Cleveland do to try to stop this four-headed monster? Mm -hmm. Okay, They play with five guys, but the fifth guy, Petulia, except for getting somebody Hurt is a non-factor. Okay. Andrew Bogut was a better player than yes, he is. He so, right, so put him off the side. You're basically playing five on four, plus their bench. Okay, But you're dealing with four of the top 15 players in the league, 20 players in the league. Top 20, sure. Okay. And three of them are probably top 15 to 12, and two of them are... Top Definitely seven. top ten. Top
1: seven. And most
3: years, top five. Yeah. That would be Curry and Durant. Okay? So I said to a few people, well, what do you do? <laughs> and someone said to me, and he's a scout I've known for a long time with the with a team of the Northeast. He said to me, uh, how religious are you?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I said,
3: well, a, a lot when I need to be. He, goes, he said, the problem is, he said, they beat him last year. Mm-hmm. Okay? But now that you add a 25 point guy in Durant, he says, he said, look, what the Cavaliers are going to do in these early series is get the ball out of George's hands, get the ball out of Lowry's hands, get the ball out of IT, Isaiah Thomas's hands. Okay. When you face Golden State, what do you do? If you get it out of Curry's hands, it goes to the other three. Mm-hmm. If you, if you try to play him straight up, then you got matchup issues. Because Durant's a freak because of his size and length, you got Curry who can hit him from anywhere. You got Thompson, enough said there, and you got Draymond Green who uh, is just a pain in you know what um, across the board. So um, I don't know. Uh, I said this last week. I think Golden State's going to win. I think they're going to win a couple more titles, and that the team that is primed to make a run at him because of what they have now, what they have in draft picks, what they have in salary cap space is Boston. I think they will be the team in the next couple of years that will replace Cleveland and it will be Boston and Golden State over the next probably three to four years where the Cavaliers will still be the team probably for the next one to two years. That's counting LeBron still being at his peak. All right. But uh, Boston is the team to watch.
1: Enough NBA. Uh, quickly to the Big Ten and college yes. basketball in the Big Ten. Uh, for Purdue, Isaac Haas says he's coming back. He's going to play his senior year. Good move. Good move. We don't know yet about Schwanigan or Edwards, although it appears that Edwards probably will return. So now with what we know about Bridges returning to Michigan State, Is this going to be one of the better Big Ten college basketball matchups this coming season?
3: Well, hopefully, because it was a down year outside of the, obviously, March Madness when, uh, surprise, surprise, you know, uh, the Big Ten woke up and started to uh, take some names and uh, hurt some folks. Look, um, Purdue's going to be good. Michigan State's going to be very, very, very good. Uh, There's a love affair. Tom Izzo is back on. I see. Uh, You can never count on yet. You can never count on uh, Wisconsin. They do it every year, no matter who the coach is. They somehow uh, put it together and and do a really nice job with guys who are not five- and four-star players coming out of high school for the most part. Um, I don't know about Minnesota. Um, They had a nice year this year for the most part. Um, I think Illinois might be a surprise. It looks like they're recruiting at a a nice level, and Underwood did a nice job uh, at Oklahoma State. The vibe there seems to be pretty good. So I think it's going to be a pretty deep conference. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, where do you have State? where do you have Iowa with the four guys coming back?
3: I think they're going to be pretty good. I think it'll be pretty good. I think it. I think they should get an NCAA berth. I think it'd be a major disappointment if they don't. I, I really do. I think it should be NCAA tournament or bust. I, I really do. Um, they have kids who can play, and you give them another year together, and um, you know, uh, yes, I think the conference is going to be better. But I think they're going to be better now. Are they going to be a team that's going to win, win the thing? No, I don't think they're going to win it. But I can't see the reason why they can't be in the top five. Mm-hmm. And uh, battle, oh, let's say for argument's sake, Michigan State won. Purdue, number two. Wisconsin, number three. Who else would be out there off the top of my head? All right, we'll put Maryland maybe in there. I don't know. Minnesota. Uh, he recruits well. Yeah, Minnesota. Uh, I don't know how well he coaches. And then, you know, uh, I, I could see Iowa in there at four or five. Mm-hmm. And in this conference, that should be 20 or more wins. Okay? It should be roughly that number. And that gets you, I don't know, I'm guessing here. Don't know how, you know, You know, this is tough to say in, in the middle of May. But, you know, if you could get a somewhere between a fifth and seventh seed, I don't think that would be the end of the world. You know,
4: you in. in the Big Ten next year, I mean, I think there's a real opportunity where we could see eight, nine, even ten teams Make it to the Big Dance next year. The oh, Jim
3: Delaney just loves what oh, you just said. It is gonna oh, be he, deep He wants next to adopt year. you, Trent. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's got the yeah. money too. Hey, I, yeah, he wow, God, he, oh God! And you know what? It's funny because they've been meetings all the last few days uh, in the Chicago suburbs, right. and they've been talking about you know getting away from this Friday night football thing, which we talked about when it rolled out. It was one of the stupider things I've ever heard from the Big Ten. It, it just crushes in some states, high school football, Mm -hmm. on Friday night. It was totally a money grab, just so obvious. And, you know, look, Delaney's done some really good things, and I think the Big Ten Network, I don't work for him, so I don't get 10% for saying it, but I think that's got to be a feather in his cap. But this Friday night football thing, not a good idea. Um, What else? Um, He, yeah, the Friday night football thing is just a bad idea. You're taking away... Uh, from small town or even bigger town. Uh, You're taking away from the luster for a lot of kids who are not even going to play major or even mid-level college football. So, um, obviously, they they seem to be backpedaling on that uh, a little bit to maybe more than that, and that's um, uh, a pretty good idea. And I haven't looked at the calendar exactly, but, boys, we're a little over. I'm off a couple of days here. So take out the almighty calendar and make sure that I'm correct but well, we're about 100 to about 105 days, somewhere in that ballpark, from the opening of 2017 college football season. You don't think I'm counting, do you? Nah. No. <laughs> no, I wouldn't be counting, would I?
4: Last thing for you, Ken. Uh, a week ago we talked to you a day early. You were busy on Thursday, so we got you on Wednesday, and we missed this story. Uh, before Sabrina Parr, a former ESPN 850 uh, personality that is now no longer on the air. Before yeah. she was talking about the lead and the molly, did Ken Silverstein have any idea what those two things were?
3: No, no idea. No, <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. Jim knows I'm a very upfront, honest individual. He is. I had no idea, but I will tell you this. Um, I worked there for a bunch of years at that station. Uh-huh. Um, I don't want to get too much into the radio thing, because the audience isn't going to care. My phone was going nuts. Okay, when I didn't even know what was happening. Uh I pick up my phone, a buddy of mine calls me and says, have you heard what so-and-so just said? I said, no, fill me in. So he tells me, and I go, he's probably embellishing it. So I hang up with him. The phone keeps ringing. I must have taken conservatively eight to 10 calls within a 20 to 25 to 30-minute window Mm -hmm. of people just radio types in this town calling me saying, did you hear what, whatever? I said, uh, no, I didn't hear it myself, but I've had so-and-so, so-and-so and so-and-so call me about it. So yeah, it's, um, yeah, I'm not smart, stupid. I think I'll stop there. And, uh, uh, you just, you, you <laughs> we'll, we'll leave it at that. Uh, I don't need to go any further. Uh, it's, and all Jim's been doing this a long time. I've been doing this a long time. Um, it's got, to be in the top couple of more um i want to use a word i can't use in on family radio station um we'll use the word stupid yeah. stupid things i've ever heard coming out of anybody's mouth uh in a lot of years of doing this so.
1: always good pal when we catch up to you you have a great day enjoy the basketball
3: I will do so. We'll talk to you next Thursday, guys. Have a there good we go.
1: weekend. We got it. Ken Silverstein on the Draft House 50 Hotline Mills Civic Parkway, West
4: So for uh, people that don't know what I was talking about there, yeah, last week yes. uh, on 850 out at ESPN Affiliate in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Not so, the one where Ken works. Right. There was a lady who is a part-time personality on there. Sabrina Parr is her name. Mm-hmm. And she alleged that Trebril Peppers from yes. Michigan, yes. now with the Cleveland Browns, was on Molly, which is ecstasy. I'd heard of that. Mm-hmm. But I had never heard of the lean. I'd, I'd never heard of that. It's basically taking codeine with a little sprite and a Jolly Rancher <laughs> mixed into it, make it taste a little bit better. A little, a little Jolly Rancher. Okay. I've never heard that one before. I've had Jolly I, Ranchers before. I have too. I've had codeine when I had a cold. I dated a cold.
1: Co- no, that was Coley okay, okay, different. Okay, different thing. Yeah.
4: Yeah, and I've had Sprite. <laughs> I've had Sprite. Never put it all together though. <laughs> yeah, that that's what she was alleging, and she is uh, no longer with a. There, there, you go. There, uh, as
1: should be. Let's take a break. Yeah. By the way, uh, let me just do this real quick. Yeah. A little bit of bad news uh, coming about your about uh, Chris Cornell. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has been determined that he did commit suicide by mm-hmm. hanging. Wow. So, yeah. So I'm... Tough. Breaking news that he did commit suicide, apparently, by hanging. So that's it. Okay. Uh, John Bowenkamp is going to be our guest at the top of the hour at 2 o'clock. We'll get into uh, a lot of Hawkeye conversation with him. But before we get to break... Yes. We have football tickets. We do. And if you are dying to go watch a football game... I think we all are. Yeah, pretty much. And we got you covered. It's throughout this summer. Yeah, it is. Uh, they play the Des Moines Blaze. will play this coming Saturday, 6 o'clock against the Midwest Titans, 6 o'clock kick. You could also go to June 3rd, July 1st, or July 22nd. These tickets, and we have a four-pack, are good for any of
4: those dates. Any of those dates. Take the family out, do something yeah, a little bit different, little have bit fun, different. and yeah. do it. On Jimmy B and TC. There you go. We got you covered. Des Moines Blaze football tickets. Give us a call right now. 515-264-1700. We got a four-pack for you. We'll take. Uh, we'll do another football number. Let's go take color three. A field goal. A field goal. Time. Okay. We'll go with the field goal. Color number three. 515-264-1700. Giving away some football tickets here today. We'll take the time Tell you about our winner coming up on the other side. Lots lot still to get to as well. John Bonacamp has mentioned comes your way at two o'clock we will talk with him about the injury cordial pencil and a little bit more mm-hmm. on the hawkeyes with john 515 264 1700 from the wolf construction roofing studios it's jimmy b and tc
2: 1700 k BGG is the big talker in des moines with jimmy b and tc noon to three sports talk that rocks 1700 B G G.
4: trust quality value Tom's Auto Sales, we're a one-stop shop for all brands of
2: cars, trucks, and SUVs. At Tom's Auto Sales, we have great prices and a great selection of the best
5: quality used vehicles around. Visit our website at tomsautogroup.com.
2: Tom's Auto
5: Sales. thousands
2: at menards home improvement means saving big because right now you'll get an 11 rebate on everything in the store including thousands of sale items whether it's simple updates or large renovations you'll save 11 on all of it now's the perfect time to finish those projects and get ready for the next big thing stop waiting and start saving with an 11 rebate on everything even sale prices now at menards Good through May 20th. Some exclusions apply. See store for details.
6: Save big money at the
2: Guys don't really talk about antiperspirant. Despite that, 91% of Dove Men Plus Care users recommend it. Here's what they said.
5: It blocks the, you know, perspiration, I think, is the fancy word. It's comfortable.
4: Uh, (laughs) it smells nice. My girl likes the smell. Well, it's, it, uh, I don't know, uh, it's hard. I think it's quite masculine. Uh, my underarms aren't the worst thing at the gym. It's kind of like the Hoover Dam from my armpits, I guess. Dove Men
2: Plus Care Tough on sweat, not on skin.
0: JCPenney's Power Penny Days are back. This Friday through Sunday, save big on our hottest summer must-haves for just $3, $5, $7, and $9. And Saturday only, don't miss the ultimate coupon giveaway. You could score a $10 off $10 coupon. That's right, a $10 off $10 coupon. So hurry, in-store only while supplies last. This is a summer sale you don't want to miss. JCPenney's Power Penny Days and Sunday. That's getting your pennies worth. JCPenney, coupon valid 520 Available while supplies last. Must be 18 or older. Some exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details.
1: See you soon. it's a family membership add-on special. It's Aspen, West Glen, Town Center, West Des Moines. Back to the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. It's Jimmy B and TC. All right, everybody, we are back. We roll all the way till 3 o'clock today. Uh, by the way, coming up at the top of the hour, John Cap will be our guest as he will... Uh He'll join us then, and uh, we've got uh, more tickets to give away. We'll do that. Uh, One more ticket giveaway to the uh, Des Moines Blaze. Speaking
4: of which, uh, Jared was the winner, correct? Yeah, Shane, Jared, our two winners from today. We'll do it one more time in the 2 o'clock hour, and then again tomorrow. Okay. We'll get you hooked up with a chance to win, Jimmy. Bean. And
1: once again, you just—if you can't like even make this Saturday, yep. there are three other Saturdays that these tickets are good for. Can't beat that. No, that's pretty good. Yeah. So we'll let you know when to call once again, and we'll give away the tickets to the uh, Des Moines Blaze. Uh, did you happen to see what's going on in Los Angeles? No. What do you got? The brand new stadium for the Chargers and the Rams been well... de- been
4: delayed a year. And are we sure the Chargers are playing there? No, seriously. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. That's that's where they're supposed to play. Are you sure?
1: Well, they're going to play in that 30,000-seat soccer stadium. Right,
4: right. We know that, and they're going to go through 2019 playing there. Yeah. But has it been officially determined? Oh, I'm, I'm asking. Know.
1: Oh, I don't know. But everything that I see says Chargers-Rams, now delayed a year, won't be open until 2020. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's what I'm reporting.
4: Well, you're not reporting. Well, anything. no, pro you're foot- just stealing other people's without a, giving them talk. credit.
1: Pro football talk is reporting. You're
4: that. pretty good for a, for a journalist. You're pretty good at that. Jimmy no, P.
1: I am not. I always give credit if where I don't credit know is do. Always. Yes, I do.
4: You you'd like to think you break some things by saying it out of the air. <laughs> I got a report here. <laughs> I do. Well, I'm reporting.
1: <laughs> I'm reporting what I what I see here. Why is that such a big deal? What's that?
4: I mean, we see people get all up in Bent arms. Been out of shape if yeah. somebody
1: else reports their story? A
4: lot of times it's ESPN. You'll see Jake Glazer. Yes. will tweet out, I didn't know my name was Sources. Yeah. Because it'll be Sources, it's whatever. Sources story. say. Right. Yeah. Why is that such a big thing? I think that really began.
1: Look, it, we, being what I, what I did in my previous young life for a long time on television, and anchoring sports the way that I did in major markets, San Francisco, Dallas, Pittsburgh, New York, Philly, uh, you were always trying to beat the competition. Mm -hmm. And that hasn't changed. No. But social media has changed the dynamic of that tremendously. Where before, and you didn't have this, you could go on and say, my sources tell me that such-and-such such is going to be cut tomorrow. So then you'd send everybody else scrambling from the other stations. How did he get that story? How did he get that? Do we even know that's true? Mm-hmm. That that sort of thing. And then when it showed up the next day and it was true, then you were like the hero because at your station because you beat the competition. Sure. Nowadays, stories break literally on Twitter. And... Guys have their names attached to it, but let's say you tweet something out. Let's say you let's say you broke the Cordell Penzel story okay. about about him having the hernia surgery. Yeah. yeah. Okay. After you broke that, there's going to be 15 other people on their Twitter handle saying Penzel had surgery. Going to yeah. be out what until fall.
4: That would be because yesterday that's what happened. Yeah. I was sent out the release. They, yeah. And then everybody tweeted
1: it. Yes. But I'm saying if the reporter beats the Iowa
4: release. Right. Okay. Then, it still gets picked up, though, right away. But are we going to see? See, I think the Iowa media does a good job of this. First reported by whoever had the story first when they're breaking it. Mm-hmm. But it does seem like a big... But on the
1: national scene, you see guys, and you're right, you see on the bottom line all the time, and your Jay Glazer reference is right on, Mm -hmm. where he breaks a story, and then a little bit later on the bottom line on ESPN, it's confirmed by Trey Wingo. Yeah. Okay?
4: And they then, at that point, don't have who actually broke the story. Correct. I guess it would be annoying. Yeah you break a story yeah. and you do all the work to get you, you it. You did all the work to get it. And yeah. And then somebody just
1: It's happened to takes a couple it. It's happened to a couple of guys. Uh, it's happened to Matt Sherman who's been a guest on this show.
4: I've seen him complain about that. Matt Sherman, the old Hawkeye quarterback?
1: No, uh Sherman. Um Mitch? Mitch Sherman. Thank you. Started with an M. Thank you. Mitch Sherman. It's happened to him. Started with an M. I was close. <laughs>
4: Yeah, um, Matt Sherman, St. Ansgar's yeah. own on your mind. <laughs> Matt Sherman. So i got a Matt Sherman story I'm, for you. Okay. Do you remember Matt Sherman, quarterback in the Hawkeyes? No. Mid-90s. Okay. And he was from St. Ansker, town just north of Osage. Okay. Uh, no wonder you know. It's Osage. Yes, okay. of course. Okay. Mitchell yeah. County. Yeah. And they were playing Applington-Parkersburg. So this had been, oh, probably, I was in middle school, 93, 94, something like that. hmm And Applington-Parkersburg, even as we know what people know about him today, Ed Thomas, well... That was a big deal. Applington Parkersburg's coming, that's a big deal. So we made the drive up instead of watching our own high school game. And we went up to St. Answer to watch Applington Parkersburg and St. Ansker Matt Sherman, who was on his way to the University of Iowa, what a big deal that was, and watched that game. And uh, I've never seen a, a crowd like that for a one A high school football oh, okay. game. Okay. It was ridiculous. St. Ansker dressed all their kids. Every high school kid that was a football player got to right dress up got to dress for the game so they, you know, had Instead of their normal 30 kids on the sidelines, they had 50 out there. Uh, Crazy environment. But, yeah, Matt Sherman, pretty good quarterback. Uh Uh-huh. And he had that 97 Iowa team on their way to beating Michigan up at the big house. Late in the game. Iowa led through the first half. Tim Dwight had a big punt return to give him the lead at the half. He was dynamic in that game. Had a streaking Tavian Banks going wide open. Oh, yeah. Up the field. Went the other way was hit, hurt his arm, hurt his hand, I think it was. Okay. On the throw, it was intercepted. Michigan holds on to win and goes on to win the national championship. But uh, there are other people that will say that Matt Sherman that day actually didn't hurt his hand on that play, that it was in the locker room afterwards and he punched a wall. Ah. He was out for the rest of the year. Iowa, their season derailed. They lost to a bad Wisconsin team, to a bad Northwestern team down the stretch. Ended up back in the Sun Bowl, and not the promise that was of 1997 for the Hawkeyes, and really Hayden's last chance at a great team. Gotcha. Was that team? But Matt Sherman, yeah, Mitchell County boy, and his mom was my German teacher
1: in Get high school. Out of here. That yeah. makes it
4: even the better story. Yad, yeah. Yad,
1: yeah. Yad, yeah.
4: Frau Sherman. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, that's great. My my German's not very good anymore. Yeah,
1: you have to look at it. it's like anything else in life. You gotta use it, otherwise you lose it.
4: It's it's lost. It's lost. I'm
1: sorry, Frau Sherman.
4: My German is not very. Hey, good How anymore. stupid
1: was I, man? I took a dead language. I, I took Latin.
4: That's all you had. That's I thought all spoke
1: no, neither back then. I thought I thought that I was gonna be like this will sound awful. I thought I was gonna be an attorney, a doctor. I know. Then I got to the point. God, I really don't like the sight of blood, so X out that doctor thing. Yeah. And then I had some issues, so I didn't like attorneys anymore. So I X that out as well. <laughs>
4: and you ended up
1: here with I me. I ended up stuck here with Talk you. Talk about some
4: bad life choices, Man, that's Jimmy. bad. That's bad karma. You made some bad, bad choices. If that's the Woo. case. Uh, where, where were we? I don't know. I don't, oh you are talking about breaking stories. Yes. And you're breaking what? You, what even was the breaking story? I forgot already. What it was? Well, yeah. Where did where did you start with the breaking story that led to this conversation? The
1: you asked me about the Chargers and the uh, Rams. Ah, that's what yes. It was. They, that they will lose eighty million dollars with scholarships or scholarships with sponsorships, mm-hmm. things of that nature that were already in place. Because remember, it was supposed to open in twenty nineteen. Yeah. So that means that the Rams play at what the LA Coliseum mm-hmm. and the Chargers will have to play in that soccer stadium for another year. In Carson, right? Carson, yes, yeah. it's where it is.
4: See, it's uh 27,000, they're going to pump it up to 30,000. 30,000. Here's the thing. Yeah. Could we see if this goes well for the Chargers? Uh-huh. You talk to people in Los Angeles, they say nobody cares. Nobody cares about the Chargers, nobody cares about the Rams. It just yeah. Until they're good?
1: Yes. When they're good, then everybody Maybe. will show up. Yeah.
4: Well, I mean, people show up, but still, I mean, is it going to grab the city? P- probably not. The city's just so huge and unwielding. That it is. That's a question if that'll ever happen. But if this works out well for this three years for the Chargers, and they're selling the place out, and they're able to raise the ticket prices because, well, demand will be high because you only got 27,000 of or 30,000 of them. 30, of sure. Them, and instead of... You know, for good seats, you charge I don't know two hundred bucks for something on the fifty. You can charge five hundred uh-huh. because there just aren't a whole lot of seats in there. Right. And even for the upper reaches, you're still charging instead of a hundred bucks for that ticket. You're still getting two fifty, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. If it works out well, if we're going to see more teams that are looking at their stadiums, their right. arenas, if we're going to start to see things go a bit smaller. So instead
1: of 75,000 seat stadiums, it's down to 50. Right. And you build more luxury, luxury suites boxes. to make up the loss in income. Right. But and yet, you can
4: charge a higher price for higher all prim- those 50.
1: Yes. Seats. And the seats would even be better because there's not as many. So if mm-hmm. you were up high, you're not as far away.
4: Something to a. We'll look at what when we're
1: watching the Quick break, everybody. When we come back, John Bonencamp will be our guest. Jimmy B. and T.C. It's The Big Talker, 1700.
2: The Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. We talk about your life and your money on the Dave Ramsey Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 1700 KBGG. now. Switch to DirecTV today and start enjoying the nation's number one satellite TV service. Call Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. That's Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. For us, 24-month TV and 12-month internet agreements and combined billing, new approved customers only must remain active and in good standing on all services or then prevailing rates supply in second year. Pro-rated
1: ETF up to $480 for TV, $180 for internet, equipment non-returned on their facing conditions. Apply call for details. Offer
6: ends 121-17. Right now, buy Ortho's Home Defense Insect Killer with Wand at the Home Depot and get a free refill. Good news for you, final notice for bugs. Home Defense kills bugs where they live and keeps them out of where you live. So, kill those pesky pests and keep them out for good. It's your house, you make the rules. Get a fresh take on spring with a free refill when you purchase Ortho Home Defense at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. U.S. only limit two per customer while supplies last.
5: Thousands.
2: At Menards, home improvement means saving big because right now you'll get an 11% rebate on everything, even sale prices. Dutch Boy Max Bond is an exterior paint and primer with extreme adhesion technology. Right now, a gallon of Max Bond exterior flat paint is $29.98 after sale price and 11% rebate. Stop waiting and start saving with an 11% rebate on everything, even sale prices. Now at Menards. Good through May 20th. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save
6: big money at Menards right now buy ortho's home defense insect killer with wand at the home depot and get a free refill good news for you final notice for bugs home defense kills bugs where they live and keeps them out of where you live so kill those pesky pests and keep them out for good it's your house you make the rules get a fresh take on spring with a free refill when you purchase ortho home defense at the home depot more saving more doing us only limit to per customer while supplies last
0: Get to JCPenney and celebrate savings at our Memorial Day sale. Save up to 35% with major appliance hot deals on your favorite brands like GE, Samsung, and LG. Plus, 30-month special financing on purchases of $7.99 or more with your JCPenney credit card. Plus, free delivery and basic installation on all appliance purchases over $2.99. Save on major appliances now at JCPenney. That's getting your pennies worth. GEG, Profile, GE Cafe, and Hire, limited to 10% off savings. Available in select stores. Some of apply. Financing terms valid 517 to 67. Subject to credit approval. Must request a time of purchase. Minimum monthly payments required. See store or jcp.com slash appliances for details.